and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of Editors and Briefs, the student politics podcast provided by the Brophy Roundup. I'm your host, Ms. Kelly Guffey from the Brophy Social Studies Department, and with me are two Brophy seniors, Raymond Link and Kevin Yin. Welcome, guys. Hi, it's nice to be here. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm, I'm glad. We're having our first episode of Season 3 today, and today's main topic is going to be U.S.-Iranian relations. Um, Just as a little recap of what's happened in the last couple of weeks, the United States and Iran have been engaged in this ongoing conflict since the 1950s when the United States staged a coup and put the Shah in charge. The Iran hostage crisis in the late 1970s is where uh, we instituted the Ayatollah as supreme leader and then that further exacerbated U.S.-Iran tensions. This week, the U.S. ordered and carried out the assassination of Iranian military leader general Qasem Soleimani in order to, in the words of the United States, stop a war. Several innocent civilians were killed during that um, attack. And then on January 8th, Iran launched a military strike on an Iraqi military base where U.S. soldiers were stationed and then, of course, shot down a Ukrainian passenger jet that they mistakenly thought to be a warplane. So a lot of things are going on um, with the United States and Iran. Kevin, we're going to start with you today. Do you think the United States was justified in taking out General Soleimani? So about that, like a lot of them say we're here to take down uh, the terrorist threat or threat against American lives. And uh, just a quick Internet search of Qasem Soleimani will show you that the U.S. listed him as a terrorist. So with that regards, then, yes, technically you can argue that they had a reason to take him down. However, the Trump administration hasn't produced any evidence with regards to the justification. Rather, Trump went on Fox News and said something along the lines of, you know, Qasem Soleimani was targeting four uh, U.S. embassies in the area. And, you know, it, it does seem a little bit unsubstantiated, but I mean, we'll just have to see whether or not it was actually justified in the end. All right, Raymond, do you agree with that? I would say that Though he did provide some claims that stated that we were justified in taking out General Soleimani, it then goes back in history and talks about Soleimani's actions and states those as being justification, but there hasn't really been any proof of a threat coming upon the U.S. recently. And then to go back and say that we would then target Iranian uh, cultural sites and things, I would say is just going back against our word and saying that we would then terrorize them. So it's kind of, I, I'd say, an almost kiddish back and forth between the U.S. and Iran at this point. So, Raymond, you're basically saying because um, a tweet sent out by President Trump where he said the U.S. was now going to target 52 uh, sites, some of them cultural sites in Iran, should they respond in some military way, you have some problems with that. Yes, I'd say if we our justification for killing Soleimani was that he could pose a threat to the United States in the near future, whatever that may mean, I don't think we should go back and then pose the exact same threat to them. Okay, what do you think, Kevin? So with regards to like the destruction of cultural sites, I think that's listed by the UN as a war crime. So you know that's a pretty serious uh, you know thing to claim that you are intending to do. So you know with regards to that, I remember Trump's justification for this was something along the lines of, uh, I think it's ridiculous that, you know, Iranians can kill Americans and that we can't bomb their culture sites. I I don't know. I don't think that's really proportional because the cultural sites have a lot of historical background to them in terms of their significance to people. And I think destroying, you know, a human narrative, a human story is 
I think uh, many times not in the same degree of magnitude than say ending someone's life. All right, I like that you use the, those terms proportionate response because I mean, next question is, um, you know, the U.S. went in and, and targeted General Soleimani, and during that time, some civilians were killed. In retaliation, Iran attacked an Iraqi military base where he knew U.S. soldiers were going to be, but there were no known U.S. civilians um, or military deaths of any kind. So do you think Iran's retaliation attack is a proportionate response and therefore the conflict is over? Or do you think that them retaliating against us killing what we call a terrorist is a more aggressive act of war? Kevin, what do you think? So with regards to like whether or not this is proportion, a proportional response, I don't really think it is. More like a show of here's what we can do, don't mess with us anymore. Because, you see, many sites will probably say that like Soleimani was, you know, we all know Soleimani is a high-ranking member of the Iranian government. Uh, Iranian government. We know that he is extremely important to the people of Iran, but and then to for Iran after his death to fire missiles and, you know, towards bases and uh, end up with zero casualties, it just doesn't seem right to me. You know, like in terms of, you know, it doesn't really make much sense. Okay, Raymond? Well, I've heard many people and even critics of this say that the Iranian government does not want a war with the U.S. I mean, and neither does the U.S., but right now, in the midst of this, I think Iran wants to show its people that it can fight back and will fight back if need be, but right now, they don't want to get into a full-fledged war with us. All right. With a lot of uh, current tensions that are happening between these two countries and escalations being high, there's been a lot of talk, particularly on social media, amongst uh, the youth of America, considered, you know, and, and wondering if there will be a war, or will there be a draft, because Brophy is made up of, of teenage boys who, you know, possibly could be drafted once they're 18. Do you think, or do you believe that there is a possibility of a draft if this were to become a full-scale war? Um, and, you know, what do you think about that? Do you think drafts um, are something that our country needs to consider more? Raymond? Well, I mean, right now our volunteer force is quite large with, I believe it's 12 million. If I, Yeah, so I believe that right now that force will suffice, but being around the age where I could be drafted is definitely scary. It's definitely something that's on the forefront of my mind with this Iranian crisis. And I mean, to see everything online from people posting the draft papers that just came in the mail for uh, when you turn 18 to uh, signing up when you get your driver's license, everything like that all has real concerns for people around my age, me and Kevin's age. When you go into a foreign country and make tension, there's always a possibility for war, which in the past has on multiple occasions come out with a draft. So I mean, I'm not sure where that will leave us in the future, but right now, it's definitely a concern on my mind. All right, Kevin, what do you think? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm fairly confident that the draft won't happen for these reasons. Uh, first, a draft is essentially the equivalent of like political suicide. Drafts are extremely unpopular. We've seen that with Vietnam. You know those kinds of situations where drafts are uh, instituted. The the government in place is definitely going to sink in terms of popularity and even electability, which brings me to my second point, which is that we're coming up on an election coming. So 
you know, calling a draft right now just doesn't seem wise, especially with the 2020 election coming up for the Trump administration. It just doesn't seem like something that, you know, that's politically feasible anyway. Anyways, and if we've seen anything, we know this this administration has been gearing up for the last few years towards this 2020 election. And they know that, you know, instituting a draft would essentially lead to, you know, the decreased popularity of the Trump administration and even potentially a new government. Yeah, question, last kind of thought. In the last couple of weeks, you know, this escalating tension between the U.S. and Iran. Uh, Raymond, do you think that the U.S. has made more enemies or more friends by, you know, hitting um, Iran, killing one of their major generals, and then also having them, you know, retaliate in an attack? Is this making us safer or no? Well, I definitely say it's not making us safer. I mean, with this bringing up such a politically charged issue worldwide, I'd say our killing of a general doesn't exactly help our popularity factor worldwide. I mean, yes, it definitely makes some of the past wars, as Trump would say, justified. But as we go into a re-election, as Kevin was saying, and as we look for allies around the world, I don't say that this helped us. Okay, Kevin? Uh, for this one, I'm not too sure. It's not like, if we're, uh, with regards to Iran, it's not like we were friends with them in the first place, especially with recent history. So I don't really think that made much of a difference there, if anything. With regards to our allies and beyond, I think they're in the, uh, I think they haven't really taken a stance for or against the US. Rather, they're more just like, hey, let's take a break, let's t- take a step back and like talk this out. Uh, and a lot of this is also centered around like the Iranian nuclear deal back during the, uh, the Obama administration. So you know we can see that this is part of the repercussions and the increasing tensions from Trump not only pulling out of the deal but also increasing sanctions on Iran. So with regards to whether or not this has made more friends or enemies to the United States, I really don't think it made that much of a difference with regards to the global scale. It's more just increasing tensions between two countries rather than a whole international issue regarding more than just Iran and U.S. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We will keep an eye on U.S. and Iranian tensions. Thank you for joining us. This has been Editors and Briefs. Editors and Briefs.